Welcome to the With Clarity and Purpose podcast with your host, Janet Borrego. Each week, I bring you an inspiring person or message to empower you to live life on your terms so you can be who you want to be, do what you are meant to do, and have the life you deserve to have. We will provide you with practical and cutting-edge approaches to continue getting clarity and direction on your path, mastering your mindset, and gaining confidence to tap into your inner wisdom so you can live on purpose. One thing every successful individual, leader, and entrepreneur have in common is a consistent morning routine. Having a simple, easy-to-implement routine enables you to start your day with a sense of purpose, accomplishment, clarity, and direction. For this reason, I have prepared for you a free guide with an easy-to-follow 5 minutes morning routine and a tracking template where you can document your progress day by day. I've been receiving messages from some of you already telling me how this habit has transformed your days for the better. Download this 5 minutes morning routine right now by clicking the link on my show notes so you can start your day on purpose. Welcome to another episode of With Clarity and Purpose. And today I am beyond excited because I have a very special guest with me, Nikki Reinhold. She is my friend. She was my coaching client. We met back in 2019 while we were both getting certified as Master Neurolinguistic Programming Practitioners and Hypnosis Master Practitioners too. She is so special. She's also in this coaching realm with me. She's a physical transformation coach. And honestly, she's one of the most inspiring people I've met. So I'm just honored and inspired to have you here, Nikki. How are you doing? (laughs) I am honored and inspired to be here. I'm doing amazing. Thank you for asking. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Nikki. And today's episode, I think, yeah, for sure, I mentioned it to you, Nikki, but for our listeners, today's episode, it's a client coaching spotlight. Coaching is something that there is a lot of buzz around coaching. And at the same time, there is some misinformation. So we want to shine light about what this coaching is about. What does a coach do compared to a therapist, right? I think the more we get educated, the more informed decisions we can make. And the purpose of this interview is to shine light on the coaching program or what coaching is about so we can inspire all of you to take the next step, whatever that step might be. It might be coaching, it might be something else, and that's totally okay. (laughs) So welcome, Nikki. I'm super excited to have you here. As I said, as I always ask every one of my guests, give us a quick background, a quick introduction about yourself. Where were you born? What is Nikki about? Tell us maybe a little bit about your physical health and physical health transformation program. Just tell us all about it. Well, I am. I just turned 50. In yes. Woo. 
<laughs> I'm calling it Nikki 5.0. It's the I best love it. ever. And I was born in Baltimore, Maryland and into a family of not very healthy people. Yeah, <laughs> so I was born to um, people who really didn't take care of themselves. They didn't have a health and fitness background. They weren't really interested in it. They believed that if a doctor said to take a pill, you should take it because there wasn't any other way to fix it. And that never resonated with me. I was always different than my family, you know, of birth. And I always was active and outgoing and into outside activities and horses. Horses were my passion since I was like four years old. So I spent a lot of time away from my family, being with the horse industry and horse people and showing horses and growing up with horses. And it, I was fairly healthy compared to my family. And then I hit a point in my life where I was really struggling and challenged and I gained a significant amount of weight and I started to kind of go down the path of the rest of my family. And at some point I decided that this was not for me. I was very unhappy and this wasn't the life that I was meant to live. So I started to course correct, look for signs in the world, in the universe, in the environment. My guides, if you will, were directing me back. And I found my health again. And I've been on that path for a very long time. And I truly believe that that little sidestep was for me to understand what it's like for other people, you know, to have these challenges, because if I wouldn't have experienced them myself, I couldn't put myself in their shoes. I love that, Nikki. And I couldn't agree more because sometimes pain it's one of the biggest clarity boosters. You know, whenever you're in pain and whenever you're exposed in to something you don't really enjoy and like, you know what the right step is for you. So I love that you went through that transformational moment that indicated you what the right purpose-driven career is for you. And now you're doing it. So I'm, I'm beyond excited for you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So Nikki, we worked together and she was my coaching client and she went through the YB coaching program last year. So I invited her, as I said before, for a client coaching spotlight because, I mean, she's just an example. She's just a prime example of what taking action and going through the program is about. Literally last week, Nikki, you manifested the exact desired outcome we were working on through the coaching program. So even before we get into the questions, I want to celebrate you because you took action, you showed up, and now it's time to celebrate, right? Everything you have done. Thank you. <laughs> so Nikki, you're a coach and you needed a coach. And again, as a coach right now, I also have a coach and a mentor, which are totally different. But I think the best coaches need coaches. And I love the vulnerability that you had to say, hey, I need a coach because it takes some vulnerability for a coach needing a coach. But again, it's do out of integrity, right? The best coaches need coaches. How did you know? you needed a coach at the moment you reached out to me. How did you know you needed a coach? So as you know, I'm in the same coaching program that you've gone through and I was hitting a wall with, you know, limiting beliefs. And I was hitting a spot that I couldn't get through on my own. And I said to myself, Nikki, are you going to give up 
and just quit? Or are you going to press on and finish this program that you committed yourself to that you were drawn to for a reason? Yeah. And I'm not quitting. I need support and help, though, to get through my challenge, through my struggle. And that wouldn't be something a therapist could help me with. This would be something a coach who has been through what I'm trying to do would be of benefit to me. I needed a coach that could get me to my Super Bowl, to my win, to get me from struggle to finish line. And I said, who in the heck am I going to get? And I just <laughs> closed my eyes and I said, who would be the best coach for me? And immediately, Yannette Barrego came straight to my mind, who is not only my friend, but an amazing coach herself. So I said, she is the one that will be my cheerleader, my support system, push me a little outside of my comfort zone, help me to take action when I'm afraid and can't do it on my own. Oh my God. I love that, Nikki. And there are so many things out of everything <laughs> you have said that I want to take pieces of. Asking for help. That is, honestly, that's one of the most vulnerable in any person's life. That's something that sometimes I struggle with. I'm part of like that integrity of being a coach was also to get a coach because I need help because I'm growing, right? Growing is not a linear line. It's something we strive to do more of as we continue walking our path. So for you, what did you go through to actually recognize that you needed help? And not only that, to ask for help, because sometimes people recognize that they need help, but they don't ask for it for whatever reason it is. What did it take for you internally to get and overcome that maybe fear of asking for help? I had to hit a bottom in myself of saying, you can't do this alone. Yeah. You cannot for whatever reason, this limiting belief, this block, this roadblock is so great that you have tried to get past it twice on your own and you have not been able to do it. You need help. So then I said to myself, wow, I must really suck if I need help and I can't do it on my own. And then I started unpacking that limiting belief Everyone needs help. Everyone. Not everyone has done the thing you're trying to do. And so you seek those that have done what you're trying to do or that can help you achieve the goal because they've achieved that goal. And a coach is someone who is really on your side. They're not against you. They are 100% for you. And with a coach, you have to be able to trust them. You have to be willing to bear all your ugly soul to them. And that's the way that they help you. If, if somebody's holding back, you as the coach can't really do your best to help them because exactly. they're being 100% transparent with their problem, right? And so I knew I could trust you with all of my inner wounds and that you're just going to come right in there and help me blow the baggage out and then help me move right through and get to where I need to be. 
Oh my God. I love that, Nikki. And I couldn't agree more. Sometimes we think that we have to do everything alone. And we came to this world because we are not meant to go through the path alone. If you look at people around us, the ones that are having the biggest transformations, they have teams around them, right? They have mentors, they have coaches, they have marketing teams. They have like, they cannot do all of that alone. They need help, right? And I agree. I love that you went through that. And not only that, that you mentioned surface level, I was struggling with asking for help, but I knew there was a deeper issue there, right? And I had to dig deeper and basically overcome that in order to ask for help, which I love that. And you're a coach, so you know exactly how to do that. (laughs) I love that, my friend. So you talk about with this, I didn't need a therapist, right? So many people, which is totally okay, because again, it depends on us to get educated, but sometimes people get confused coaching with therapy, or maybe they don't know when to go to each one of these. I know you have been to therapy just as I am. I know you have done coaching and you're a coach. What is your perspective on when would someone need to go to therapy versus coaching? For me, when I was in therapy at different times of my life, either individual therapy or couples counseling or things of that nature, I would say that I was in crisis, right? I was in a very not moving space, right? I was in crisis. And I think a therapist is great to sort of help you get going a little bit, get your footing a little bit back. And my one experience was I was in therapy for a year and I looked over that year from the beginning to the end. And I said, wow, not much has changed. Right. I haven't taken action. Nothing's changed. I'm just kind of numb and neutral at this point. And that was no way for me to live because I, life is about experiencing things, right. Not being numb to the world. And so I think people who are in crisis, a therapist is definitely beneficial. And then once you get sort of into a little bit of a stable place, getting a coach who helps you to take action, helps you to get rid of the baggage, helps letting go of limiting beliefs and the mental and emotional release. I, you don't get that with a therapist. You don't get MER with a therapist, in my opinion, anyway. And I'm grateful to those therapists because they gave me a little bit of traction and then helped point me to where I really needed to be, which was coaching. I love that. Oh my God, you are a wealth of knowledge. So to summarize, right? Therapist is someone that you go when you're like mental and emotional crisis, maybe trauma to get a little bit more stable and to learn how to cope with your past. And then coaching is someone that is very action-oriented, who is helping you and working with you to get towards the goals that you're trying to achieve. It's very action-oriented and it's very forward-looking oriented, right? Yes, I agree. Okay, cool. So therapy, more listening, okay, coping, and then coaching is more action-oriented, forward-looking. I love that. And again, like Nikki said, we need both depending on the context and the situation that you're in. So all of these modalities are totally valid. We are here just providing our perspective based on our experience. So I just wanted to clarify that. (laughs) Nikki, 
you talk about MER, which is one of the most powerful tools we have in our bag. This is a neurolinguistic programming tool just to help the client release baggage at the subconscious level, which is where change, learning, and everything else happens, right? Everything else that have a transformation in our mind and in our lives. Tell us more about your experience with the breakthrough session, which is actually a session that I do before the coaching and that Nikki does with her physical health client. Tell us about how the breakthrough session impacted your transformational journey and how MER specifically helped you overcome that baggage. So the breakthrough session is so important because it allows the coach, right, the practitioner, to dig up all of the things that they need, the detailed, you know, the detailed personal history to find the root of what we call the problem, right? The root cause, if you will, like all this other symptoms, excuses, stories we tell, those are all just the surface level. That's not the root cause of the problem. The root yeah. cause is a deeper level issue that came from childhood, from past generations, from past lives, whatever you believe, that's where that core wound or that core problem came from. And so as you go through that deep personal history, get to that root cause, once you've determined what it is, and then their, your client, of course, agrees, it resonates, then you go through that release process of releasing all the emotions that are anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, any other substandard of whatever they have, right? And you blow that out of the water. It's like just blowing up a dam, right? So now the water can flow again. Once that happens, now, of course, we have to take action, right? So we release everything. We have to take action. And what can happen, at least you know this as well as I do, sometimes, even though we've released the baggage, we still have some of those belief systems that are old neural pathways that are, you know, we have to rewire and, and overcome because those thoughts will still come back yeah, potentially. Totally. The baggage is gone, but the thought might still be there. So you continue to work through replacing those old beliefs and old programming, if you will, with the new. And the more you get rid of the old, the more room you make for the new belief systems. And it's a process that you go through. It isn't, it isn't just, I mean, we release the emotions instantly, but then it's a continuing taking action, working towards it, remembering your why. Why are you here? What do you want? Why is it important to you? And I think without that breakthrough session, we're just trying to take action in a place of pain and baggage and our past, which clearly doesn't work because, you know, if somebody's smoking a cigarette and they say, I want to quit, I want to quit, but they keep doing it right? Consciously, they want to stop, but unconsciously, it's a habit. It's a program. They can't stop. So yeah. getting that baggage, mental and emotional release is huge. And then continuing on the other side of it, continuing to release. So you've gotten rid of the big stuff, but it's like every day you have to release. Every day, Ho'oponopono, the forgiveness technique, you know, yeah. you, you do it. 
is so important. Forgive every day all the transgressions of anyone. If you let that stuff build up, now, again, it's that baggage build up again, right? So just by releasing it every day, meditation is huge, right? Just getting back to grounded, going outside barefoot, connecting to the earth, allowing what doesn't serve your body to release back and just focus on, you know, what you do want, not what you don't want. I, I love that, Nikki. And in your case, right, like you mentioned, consciously, right, because this is something that most people need to understand. Learning and change happens unconsciously. So even though we have the knowledge and even though we say, you know, I want to get there, I want to lose 10 pounds or like you, Nikki, I want to finish the coaching program and I want to finish the business plan. Consciously, you know that that's what you want to do. But why are you not executing to get there? Because your unconscious programming is not supporting your conscious desired outcome, right? And when that's when the breakthrough is such an instrumental piece of the coaching. And there are coaches that they start coaching even before resetting the client's unconscious programming, which is what the breakthrough does, basically. Once you do the breakthrough, your clarity level increases because you're letting go of all that baggage and your intensity related to certain situations and triggers decreases. And like Nikki said, now it's about taking action so you can build new habits, so you can overcome that momentum that you're having with these old thoughts, right? Because it's a familiar past, like Joe Dispenza says. So a coach helps you bridge that gap between your intention to do something and actually executing, doing it, and just showing up, right, to make sure your goals happen. That's what a coach does. Would you agree, Nikki? 100%, yeah. I love it. And that's the beauty. The other thing, the coach is like your, the only agenda of the coach is your growth, like you said at the beginning of the call, right? The coach is not looking at the individual based on their past performance. A good coach looks at the individual based on their potential. You know, when I coached Nikki, I was like, well, she hasn't been able to do it two times. So why is this going to be different? Right? No, it's the potential. I know Nikki has some freaking unlimited potential, right? It is based on that, that you continue coaching the individual and supporting them to achieve their desired outcome. And of course, yeah. Nikki, you did it, right? So, it, I mean, yes, I did. <laughs> you did it, right? So that's important of coaching and even asking for help. I mean, I hope that by providing more information, people out there recognize that, yes, coaching is an investment and there is such a bigger return on that investment because why would you keep doing the same expecting different results, right? That is the definition of insanity. We know that, right? That's Doing right. And yeah, it's common to fall in that trap or to listen at others, right? That I feel that's another obstacle. Would you agree, Nikki, when you're like, oh my God, I'm thinking about investing on this. And then people are like, are you crazy? You know, like, what are your thoughts on that? I know you, you are a very deep person. <laughs> well, I think that when we look outside of ourselves and ask other people, who maybe aren't living the life that we want to live, their advice, mm. they're going to give us their perspective. 
perspective, which is it doesn't make sense to invest in their self or, you know, asking someone who isn't invest- investing in health and fitness, they go out to eat every week and spend a hundred dollars at dinner, but yet their health is su- suffering and they're on 10 different medications. Well, to me, it's kind of a no-brainer. It makes sense to not go out to eat and invest that money into yourself, into a coach to help you get healthy, right? To get help you get to where you want to be because people are going to spend money in one place or another. They spend money on repairing their cars. They make their homes beautiful. Everything around them is amazing. This vessel is where I live. I stay in a house. Yeah, I don't totally. live. I live in this body and this is the only one I'm given for this lifetime and to keep it operating at the best it can operate at an optimal condition. I have to invest into it. Yeah, totally. So I believe that when you ask other people, you wouldn't ask somebody who, if you wanted to invest in the stock market, you wouldn't go to somebody who isn't investing in the stock market. Exactly. That's right. I like that. You would ask somebody who knows about investing. And even if they've lost, but they've made money, they're still someone that you would want to ask about, right? Because they've made it, they've lost it. They're probably making it again. They know the return and they know that you learn as you continue investing even more, right? And I think it's buying into that potential, right? Having that faith on on the possibilities, which is another unconscious programming that people have, focusing on the lack of, focusing on the scarcity, focusing on the limitations rather than seeing, hey, what is possible here, right? And that's also something that, I mean, we worked on the coaching program together, focusing on what you want, not on what you don't want, right? As you continue moving forward. Now, Nikki, talking about the investment, right? You made the investment on the YB coaching program. What has been your return so far? Because I think that's a very important question for listeners to listen out there. So, I mean, ultimately my goal was to finish my business plan, right? That was my struggle. And of course that happened, but so many other things came from it. It wasn't just about the business plan. It was overcoming all of the challenges that I go through on a daily basis. I'm so much stronger now for when I come up against a challenge. I have all these coaching calls that I can reflect back on and experiences when I was afraid and Yannette was there for me. I call crying, crying a mess. And you would get me out of that state into a state of resourcefulness when I couldn't get there on my own. So of course I have the business plan. Of course I graduated the module and I'm in the last module now. But what I gained from it was so much more. I'm going to have a career as a coach in a very short amount of time where I can go and help other people continue to grow that just like I am growing. So, I mean, it, it was about this goal, if you will, but it's about life. It's about so much more than that, right? It, whatever you think you are, you're so much that. I love and that. Nikki. So you got me, you got me through that point and continued down my path. I love that so much. And I've seen some limiting beliefs, right? That I want to, like, we are both coaches. So I want to get your perspective too. When people ask for help, sometimes they feel that it's because they are not good enough. Isn't that crazy? When they ask for help, it's like, 
oh, I cannot do it by myself. That must mean because I have someone helping me that I'm not good enough, which is the total opposite of that because you're not asking for help. You actually are believing yourself that you're not good enough to get that help, to get that investment. Right. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I go back to this like help situation because I just see it over and over, Nikki. And I've seen it with myself, right? To be completely vulnerable. And that's something that I work every day on overcoming, right? By asking for help. <laughs> Even the minimum thing, I'm not so, joking. Like I have this graduation coming up for the students of the Discover Your Purpose Program digital course. And honestly, logistics and decorations, that's not my strength, Nikki, to be honest with you. And I'm like, okay, I'm... I just cannot deal with this. I need to ask for help. And I ask someone for help in order to help me plan that, which is something that before I would have been like, I can do this. Even if I'm sacrificing my business in the background, I'm going to do this. So it was such a big moment for me to allow myself to be vulnerable and just ask for help. And I feel a lot more fulfilled and happy that I did that. What are your thoughts? Sorry that I interrupted you. Oh, no. So I live in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware at the present moment, and I walk the beach and the ocean. I see it every day. And if somebody were out in that ocean drowning, they would not say, oh, I can't do this by myself. I don't need the lifeguard. They would be so grateful that the lifeguard rescued them yeah. and saved them. So if at any time when you are struggling with something of course, we're going to say, oh, we're not good enough. You know, I should be able to do all these things on my own. You wouldn't, you wouldn't expect someone to rescue themselves out of the ocean if they were drowning. So how can you rescue yourself from your present situation? Recognizing, I think the world teaches that we should be able to do everything on our own with no problems. And that is just not true. That is a baby is born. It needs care. It's taken care of by its parents until it can walk and talk and eat on its own. And then, of course, we continue to grow. But I think we stop realizing that we always need that support, that village. It takes a village, right, to raise a child. And we don't live in a society that thinks that way anymore. We live in, uh, you're on your own now. You know, you're an adult. You're 18. You're an adult. Figure it out. And that's not, that's not even realistic, especially if you weren't given the tools to know how, right? I wasn't taught to meditate as a child. I wasn't taught I needed to get active activity in my day. I wasn't taught healthy meals. I wasn't taught don't eat for emotional reasons. I was taught to be an emotional eater. I was taught <laughs> alcohol is use alcohol to squash all your pain and problems. I was taught <laughs> all the things that aren't helpful in coping with life, right? And so I had to relearn all the things that actually do help you cope and the things that actually do work to feel good and to be healthy. And it's, it's okay to ask for help. You are good enough, whether you need help or not. I love that. Oh my God. I love so, I love your analogy and your metaphor of the sea and drowning. Oh my God. That was genius. I may use that in the future, Nikki. <laughs> I'm asking for permission. <laughs> Always. Oh my God. That was beautiful. I just love that. That's why, that's why I love honestly talking to Nikki because she's a very deep and she's very meaningful with her message. So I, so I really appreciate that from you. And cool. I, you. 
I love it, my friend. So for you, Nikki, what was the biggest challenge you had to overcome as you went through the coaching program and as you continued taking action? Because the breakthrough session is something that we do, right? Like in five hours in the YB coaching program, in two days, I break it in two days. Some clients decide to do it full five hours back to back, and that's totally okay with me. Now, after the breakthrough session, that's when coaching starts and that's when the action starts. And the action not only starts during the coaching call, but the most important action starts after the coaching call because you are by yourself, right? And now you're applying these concepts and taking action. What was the biggest challenge you had to overcome as you went through the YB coaching program in order to achieve your goals? I think the biggest thing was, you know, old patterns and mindsets, right? Creating those new mindsets when I would fall back into maybe an old belief or something that wasn't serving me, you know, my coaching call would be there to help me push past it, help me to get rid of that and realize that was just a story I was telling myself, an old story, if you will. I was rereading an old chapter of my life and forgetting to read the new chapter, right? Yeah. The, the one creating. And so the biggest thing was reminding myself every day to read that new chapter. Don't look at the old chapters. They are of no value. They serve no purpose other than to remember where I was. And that is not where I want to be. Where I want to be is in the new chapter, which is what I was writing and creating with your support. I love that, Nikki. So it really helped you to become who you're meant to be by overcoming those challenges of letting go of the familiar past of the old chapter and welcoming your compelling future, which is your new chapter, your potential. Man, love all these analogies, Nikki. You'll have to write a book about all of these like analogies and metaphors. That's beautiful. Now, Nikki, like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, there are a lot of coaches out there. I mean, you type coach and there are thousands, 2,000, 3,000, like it's nonstop, right? Some of them with certifications, some of them without certification, because as we all know, coaching is a self-regulated field. So some people may be coaching, not knowing what coaching is about. And some people may be coaching because they have taken coaching certifications and all of that, of course. Talking about that, why be coaching? Why you decided, and I'm honored that I wasn't going to be your coach. What was your selection criteria in your mind that you're like, this is it? What are your decision drivers? So knowing you as a person already from interactions of being in trainings together, I knew (laughs) you were a person of integrity. I knew you were a person I could trust. And in the fact that you had already been through what I was trying to do right the code the program that i was in as well i knew that you were successful that you completed it yourself and now you had created your own coaching business so i could have gone with a lot of people and i just said myself i want somebody who's doing what i want to be doing yeah i love and being friends you know typically you don't coach your friends yes exactly yeah and i by being vulnerable enough to ask my friend to coach me and allowing my friendship to be put to the side. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, like, again, I said, we get into our own story and sometimes, you know, being a coach means being firm, right? Saying things that people don't always want to hear, but that's true. 
with love, right? And I knew you were able to convey that compassionate love and understanding because I am, I tend to have a higher emotional frequency, right? Like I, (laughs) I, high emotions and then I have very low, you know, and I run the gamut. I'm a very passionate human being and probably could get my feelings hurt very easily, right? In the past. And I had to say to myself, this person has my highest interest at heart. They're here for me and they're trying to help me. And maybe in the past where I would have taken that personally or offensively, I've read the book, The Four Agreements, right? Yeah, love that book. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. And so I really applied that because I knew that book and I applied that to the best of my ability with every call. I said, Yannette is here for me. She's my coach. She's got my back, right? Even if the world doesn't, Yannette does. And that was probably the biggest reason that I picked you out of anybody that I could have picked. You're so sweet. I really appreciate it, Nikki. And to add to that, even like when I'm looking for a coach, right, to, to help people in the audience, even if they decide to coach with me on the career and romantic relationships or with you on the physical health, right, we want to make sure that we are providing value to the audience, right? I look for the same things as you did, right? Someone who has integrity, someone who what they are telling their clients, they actually do themselves. That's such an important element in the coach. And sometimes it's tricky because you don't know people like you know me, right? Sometimes that trust element is like, can I really trust this person? But somehow find information about this person that strengthen your level of trust because that's super important. For me, and of course, you knew this about me because we have taken trainings together. It's what are the things that this person specializes on? Like, is it neurolinguistic programming? Do they have a holistic approach? Both Nikki and I have a very holistic approach, right? We are just not talking only to the mental and emotional part of the individual, but we are talking to the spiritual and physical too, right? Because we look at the person from a whole wholeness level from a holistic level and to me in a coach that's super important too would you agree i do i agree you have to look at the whole person not just the not just a piece or a part but the whole the whole person Thank you so much, Nikki. And I was honored. Again, as I mentioned, Nikki is one of the most inspirational people that I know. She's really, I mean, she's a great coach too. I know you're finishing the coaching program and you have coached people before, right? So for me, you're a coach already. For me, it was a very humbling moment that you actually asked me, right? Because as Nikki mentioned, it was really important through the process to put our friendship out like aside because if we wouldn't have done that, then I cannot assist Nikki to the highest level of coaching, right? So I really appreciate that you also provided that space, Nikki. Also, being a coach is a do-with process. It's not something we do to a person and they're fixed. They're not quick fixes, like Nikki mentioned. It's something that the client is the one putting the action. As a coach, I'm guiding the client to access their inner wisdom so they can find the answers and they can find all the resources that they already have within them. And maybe they have forgotten to access or they have never had the knowledge or the skills to access those. I love it, Nikki. Now, you have done a lot of personal development, 
training certifications. You're always listening at videos. You're always investing in yourself in many types of way. You have a tons of experience too. So what recommendation you would give to someone who is trying to find who they are meant to be and gain clarity on their purpose? You know that my podcast is all about gaining clarity on your purpose and really having a purpose-driven career and a purpose-driven life. What would you recommend to someone who is really looking to gain clarity on, on that? That's a good question. And I think that one of the first things that you have to do is get quiet right? Because of all the noise. (laughs) My whole family would tell me you should do this or you should do that. Or when are you going to have a child or when are you going to what? And I was just bombarded all the time with somebody else's idea of who I was and what I should be. That's important. Who do you want to be, Nikki? Who are you? No one ever asked me these things. Mm -hmm. So it, it was kind of foreign for me to even think that way. So I think, you know, getting quiet with yourself and just asking without judgment of what other people may think of you, what do you want to be? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? And then even if it sounds completely crazy, If it's what you feel inside in your core and it aligns and resonates and you glow when you say it, that, my friend, is who you're meant to be and what you're meant to do and what you're meant to have. And then being brave enough to start taking steps in that direction, on that path, regardless of what the world around you tells you. So powerful. Oh my God. That is so true. I, something that I tell my clients every time it's whenever it comes to these type of decisions, it is so important to make, to take the decision within yourself and then communicate it to the world. As long, I mean, if there is someone that will be affected, like your partner or something, of course, it's really important to have these conversations, right? Like I'm all about that. But even when I decided to leave my corporate job, which was not a popular choice, because if you look at people like, I mean, just a small percentage of people do that. Why? Because you're letting go of your six figures, you're letting go of your medical insurance and benefits. I mean, you really have to know this is your purpose to do something like that, right? Even when I did that, Nikki, I just made the decision within myself. You know the story. My uncle had passed away from cancer. And I'm like, this is something I've been thinking since 10 years ago. Now is the moment. Let's go. And I made that decision within myself. I felt congruent. I communicated it then to my partner, my mom. They were supportive. And then I communicated to my corporate job, right? It is so important to do exactly what Nikki said, get quiet, tune into your own input, even like start a morning routine where you take one minute. The reality is that not even one minute of our day goes to tune into our own input for most people, right? And by the way, I have this five minutes meditation. I want to do the plug where I designed the, no, I have a five minute morning routine where I designed this morning routine for you to be able to implement it easy and turn into that inner input that Nikki is talking about. It's so important that you tune into your, that inner input, make the decision yourself 
make sure that it feels good and then communicate it to the world. Because if not, people will start projecting their fears into you and you're going to start believing it. If you don't have a, a strong enough, you know, like if you don't feel congruent enough in what you're doing. So important, Nikki. I think that's the best advice ever. I love it. <laughs> my friend, you have been, oh my God. I just, I, I don't know. I have been wanting you in this podcast for a long time. So again, thank you so much for making your time and also for sharing from a vulnerable place, all of your transformation, all of your experiences. I know this is going to inspire so many people to really also pursue their dreams and goals. <laughs> Before we conclude, I'm going to do a rapid fire question. This is something that I'm implementing for the first time here with you. (laughs) Why? Because we are here to have fun and inspire people, right? To make the journey even more enjoyable. Yes. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. You just answer the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Ready. Okay. You're ready. What's your favorite book? The Four Agreements. Love it. Who is your biggest role model right now? Who is your biggest role model right now? The first person that comes to mind. A role model. Ooh, I'm going to say Yannette. <laughs> oh my God, you're so sweet. <laughs> really appreciate you. You're making me blush. What's your favorite part of your morning routine? My walks, my four mile walk every morning. I love it. Nikki always posts in social media, her walk, she did record videos, super inspirational. What does Nikki stand for in one word? What does Nikki stand for in one word? Love. Oh, love, aloha. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, you can see her shirt. She's embracing the aloha, the love element. So I really, I really love you for that, Nikki. My friend, where can they find you? Social media, Instagram, tell us all about it. Yes. So right now, it would just be Nikki Reinhold on Facebook. And then what's my Instagram? Is it Nikki Ron? Nikki runs a lot. Yeah, that's my Instagram. And I'll be branching out with more in the future. But just for now, that's where I'm at. She always records the most inspirational messages during her walk. She lives close to a beach, so she's always posting pictures of the beach. You need to follow her, my friend. Nikki runs a lot, Instagram or Nikki Reinhold in Facebook. Nikki, thank you so much from my heart. I know this will be a great episode for everyone to listen. Anything else that you would like to say before we conclude? I think really, I just want, people to know that asking for help is okay. If we could all do it on our own, we would be. And the the world would not have the amount of people that are struggling, right? If we could do it on our own. So knowing that it's okay to ask for help, it's okay to say, I can't do this on my own. And to really take a deep, hard look at why do you even believe that it's not okay to do it on your own? You know, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that you had to do it on your own. Where did you learn such things, right? So just knowing a coach is your best support system. There, we have coaches for everything, right? The basketball, football, baseball, mindset. Every good golfer's got 10 coaches, right? Like physical, personal trainer, right? We all need someone to help us get, you know, our Super Bowl. And when you have a coach, that doesn't mean 
that you're going to always have to have a coach, right? They're the one, they're there to get you to your goal. And maybe, you know, you can coach in several areas of life, but you start with one, progress through till you get to them all. And then you don't need a coach anymore, maybe, right? Or maybe you go to the next higher level and you need that next higher level coach. So I just want people to know it's okay to need a support system. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Nikki. And again, as coaches, that's, Nick, that's something we are working on every day, right? Because we want to lead with integrity. We wouldn't be asking our clients to ask for help if we are not asking for help ourselves. So I think it's this message applies to all of us. Again, Nikki, thank you so much. You have been a light in this podcast with a lot of aloha and love. So I really appreciate you. And I'm sure you're going to join us one day again in this podcast. So thank you so much, Nikki, for being here today. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.